0: We want you to become an honorary Gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary goslings at patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Hey, everybody. This is part two of our interview with Gary Wayne, uh, where we discuss uh, Nephilim culture, uh, alien disclosure, crypto technology, Uh, Mark the Beast, Chip Technology, the Metaverse, Medjugorje, Lilith, and more, including what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia right now. This is our interview with Gary Wayne. We hope you guys love it. If you like this podcast, give us five stars, share it with a friend. That really is the best way you can help. And uh, without further ado, let's get on to the rest of this amazing two-part podcast series, an interview with Gary Wayne, the author of The Genesis 6 Conspiracy.
1: Do you think, um, and what you're describing, by the way, very much has echoes of uh, Oceania from 1984, Yeah. You know? uh, which ironically kind of has an echo, an Atlantean echo yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, who knows how that's going to develop? But as far as uh, Nick's question, we had a cool comment about uh, Melania being supposedly tied to the Romanovs which I think is interesting. But do you think that Trump is one of those bloodlines, or do you think that they hated him because he was kind of a usurper?
2: Yeah, I think it's, uh, they they really despised him from a lot of different aspects. So, you know, there's not a whole bunch in his bloodlines that would show a lot of purity. Um, but like a lot of the other presidents, there's some connections that his aren't quite, quite strong. But he was part of that left organizational structure as an oligarch right Mm -hmm. and he uh, knew inside and out for the most part or knew enough from being from the inside about how they worked and what their strengths and what their weaknesses were (laughs) and so he would be fully armed and he i think he would have run in the democratic party but they wouldn't let him yeah. So he switches from being a Democrat to a Republican who doesn't want him either. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he's yeah. permitted to run, right? <laughs> yeah, but so the base he, did. The base so when he did. comes yeah. up, I mean, he's hated by all the globalists, the globalists that are part of the Democrats, um, and you know, certainly progressive and further left is all globalist, and you can argue amongst the. Mm-hmm more central liberalists, how much are globalists or not, but the, the established Republican Party is globalist in perpetual yeah. war, just as you have that same faction that's that's on uh, on the left. And so they were anti-Trump yeah. and lined up against them, right, as well. And so, but that doesn't mean he is like a messiah type of figure for for Christians, although he did Christians right. a lot of good. He was just trying to tear down his opponents. yeah, wasn't necessarily for the good of Christians, it was a beneficiary of it because he needs that power base
1: mm-hmm.
2: to be able to do that from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. And was- a lot of the things that he did were actually were bringing. The end, a lot of end time events together, like bringing the Abrahamic Accords where another group of nations that would be offsetting the, uh, you know, the Shia of Persia um, would be being formed. That might even include Israel within that sort of alliance, right? And, yeah. and so he also got Jerusalem established. So he was still kind of working there. I think he just wanted a larger role for the U.S. And a larger role for his family to um, ennoble their bloodlines going forward or to continue to do so and have a long-term play on the governance of the rising empire or group of nation or trading bloc, whatever you want to call it, that would be centered in the United States.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a a great uh, series of videos by um, probably Alexandra. Is her name, and she lays out. She kind of has an interesting worldview that, you know, the there's the light side and the dark side, and the dark side is satanic, the light side is luciferian. But they're not. There are no real good guys, and that Trump is like on that luciferian light side, masquerading as a good guy.
2: And yeah, seems... we don't we don't want to be involved on their good versus evil and their dualistic right. religion because both sides are polytheist. Whether it's yeah. The, White magic or black magic, whether it's a good Nephilim or a bad Nephilim, whether it's a <laughs> yeah. good witch There's, or yeah, an America, evil witch. A good
1: witch, witch or a bad witch, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Still part of the same pantheon yeah. who wants to destroy yeah. <laughs> the descendants yeah. of Adam and Noah. So, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> interesting. Especially and with interesting. CRISPR
1: technologies and the Green New Deal and, uh, you know, all the yeah. yeah.
2: So I think it's an important thing within their cult and culture of what's going on Uh, and there are rivalries as you know sort of in and around all of that Um, but it's still polytheism and we need to understand that i have have a question for you so i've
0: heard the phrase nephilim culture several times Um, and i want to ask you what is nephilim culture and how is it being propagated on us in light of current global events
2: Yeah. So Nephilim culture is um, imagine Sodom and Gomorrah Mm -hmm. and this would be Rephaim culture after the flood, but the Gnostics look at Gomorrah as the seed of Nephilim creation before the flood and Sodom as the location after the flood where the giants are recreated after the flood Um, and that Sodom and Gomorrah uh, as with uh, all of the cities of the plan, or all, most fortified city state fortresses were built on a hill, like on a ground, right? Mm-hmm. And they were called yeah. cities of light, uh, shining yes. cities of light. And to them, Sodom was a shining city of light that had burgeoning knowledge. Uh, had giants. It had polytheist doctrine roaming that in, in, in included everything that we understand from a Christian thing. That's probably not quite right. Um, that would be <laughs> going on uh, throughout uh, that that sort of culture. It would have had sacrifices. It would have had it would have been on steroids, and you would have had at the beginning the Balim in Sodom walking amongst them because Baal is thought to be the parent of the Raphaim or the Rapayu as they're depicted in the Ugaritic text, right? And so just as it was before the flood, this is a culture that's Atlantis, which would be that shining empire that they want to recreate in the end time where you had all of this unbridled development of knowledge, this polytheist liberal a religious sort of understanding unless you're you don't believe in the pantheon then they're not tolerant of you if you don't believe in their religious doctrines and they're not um, going to be be tolerant of you and that there's this understanding of this interaction with the gods or as in the alien mythos with the ancient aliens that was part of that daily sort of basis so all of the horrors that you can imagine from Sodom and Gomorrah as an example, after the flood, and from Atlantis and any other of those uh, civilizations that's depicted in Lord of the Rings, or um, I'm trying to think of that show that was on that uh, uh, was really really popular and was anti based and it's like it was a different War of the Kingdoms and stuff like that. Game of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yep. uh, oh, that. Okay. that, um, that would be that type of uh, culture that, that that they're talking about. And it's important to keep that in context with one of the overarching signs to the end time that Jesus provides that it's gonna be like the days of Noah. Yeah. And those are the exact same words that are used in Genesis 9.29 to describe the life of Noah, the days of Noah, which was 600 years before the flood when you had all of this antediluvian things going on that mm-hmm. caused the flood. And 350 years after the flood that included the Raphaim, the recreation and the creation of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of the plain after the flood.
0: Yeah. Man, I learn so much every time we talk to Gary. It's awesome. Yeah. Jeez. Thank,
1: thank God for the replay. Because <laughs> yeah. every time it's like, okay, because Nick goes through it. It's so dense. Like, well, Thanks Nick so does a really good at like job at dissecting all of these into individual segments. So it's always fun. Like These are my favorite ones to go back and rewatch at, at the computer when I have time to Google and just yeah. go off on the journey. You know? <laughs> I, I have a question. A cool,
0: you said something really interesting uh, about... Um, alien ancient aliens. Do you do you anticipate some sort of in, in light of what's happening currently globally? Do you anticipate there's going to be some sort of formal disclosure happening within the next year or two? Uh, are they coming to save us from ourselves? Uh, you yeah. Know, what What are your What are your thoughts on that uh-huh. in light of what's currently going on?
2: There will definitely be a disclosure. It's wow. just a matter of how nuanced and complicated and deceiving that it's going to be Uh, so they have to create a scenario where they can create a plausible cover story and disguise for where the fallen angels are coming from Right. And the fallen angels, we know they can have a changeling capability because so, they can take the form of a man and they can take a form of any gender that they want. And, but that's not the whole sort of group of aliens that we need to be concerned with, I think. Uh, they're part of it, and they could certainly represent a number of different kinds, but that presents a plausible technological answer to the age that we're in as to where they come from. Now, if you have giants that have survived, right, whether or not they're they're seen as the white elves in the Lord, Lord of the Rings or the tuatha Danann, which is the same sort of representation, whether yeah. they're not fully as, they show up as large as the ancient ones or not, there's going to be probably creatures like them that show up in the end time, and they need to be sort of fitting into this universal um. Mm-hmm sort of Babylon, as in um, that, that uh, science fiction show uh, about uh, Babylon um, and the aliens, and there's going to be this galactic table of these aliens that we're going to be asked to have a chair at the table at, but we're going to have to fight for it. So what are these other sort of aliens might come from i think it's the creations of the fallen angels like on that sort of understanding of the greater nephilim concept so you have the little people right you have so like the gray aliens well where would they fit in well they're identical in descriptions to the gray gnomes who look after genealogies and technology for the demigods and have flying machines that come through portals, fairy shays, fairy mounds, mm. just like mm-hmm. aliens do. And they yeah. kidnap people and they do se- sexual experimentations on them. They send them back without memories and they're trying to renew their genome and the ability to be able to reproduce. Yes. And there's three groups of the little people. Like there's ones that make the weapons, like as in the Lord of the Rings, you have the dwarves that lived the dwarves, in the earth. Yeah. and They make the weapons for and you have you know good-looking ones and you have uh mischievous ones like the leprechauns you also have another group that's the fourth group that's called the salamanders which is a reptilian group Mm -hmm. um, which are larger than the little people and then you have what happened to the the cache did they save any of those serpents uh, that were walking talking intelligent beings before all of that was taken away for deceiving eve and did they take them off world or in another dimension through a portal or whatever so i think we need to understand that they created a lot of different creatures before the flood probably recreated a number of those after the flood and that they're going to show up as being advanced beings that are in like star wars it was i think it was babylon five was that 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 I was talking about yes. right I used and to that watch it all the time. That was evil uh aspect of the shadows the yeah
1: and the um the uh the oh it's like Valerians or something the yeah. ones in the in the uh, encounters yeah. they so. were like
2: yeah they were like the uh, angels yeah. as we would know them yes right? and, 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 it was and this dualism old, fight between right. the same same you know, dualism white yeah. versus dark Yan Yeah. Yang. It's the same yeah. story
1: over and over again.
2: yeah, and in the Star Wars version, this is the war that they want humankind to fight for, to win freedom away from the you know the dark force of the of uh, of the world, or what's yeah. allegorized in Doctor. Strange, where they're mm-hmm. fighting the Dark Lord of the Universe. and they want to win the Earth as that separate realm to be away from that dark Lord. And they need to fight right. a battle to win that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and so they need to be able to make this case that we're one amongst many that are fighting the evil God of the Bible.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, mm. I've heard <laughs> that theory before. Yeah, which is actually pretty common in, yeah. you know, like layman occultism. You
2: know, yeah. that. so roll that forward to these beings released in Revelation 9 sometime before the midpoint of the last seven years. Mm-hmm. and then you have the worst of the demons coming out from the sides of the abyss and then you have the fallen angels that you know were the worst of the fallen angels and the impassioned ones that are that are coming out and then you have that them uniting with all the angels that weren't in the abyss and mm-hmm. you're going to have this war in heaven that's described in revelation 12 and daniel 8 right and some of those starry hosts from the loyal angels are actually going to be thrown to the earth and trampled on as the daniel account provides for us and this is going to be you know will we see the war part that happens in another dimension where heaven is where god lives probably not maybe but probably not because heaven is defined biblically as three different places one's inside the firmament so from the Sun in as I would understand that and then outside the uh, the firmament which is the rest of the universe and then there's the place where God lives yeah right and uh, so are you are you saying that there are some
0: angels that haven't fallen yet that will fall
2: well there might be we don't know what we do know is by revelation 12 fully one third will have uh, rebelled. Right, and wow. that's going to be that at least, least dumb, 30, thirty-three man. million. So because wow. it's ten thousand times ten thousand, which is a hundred million, could be an allegorical. Number but it's going to be a large number that of, of, of fallen angels not all of them are in the abyss only the worst of the ones went there So there's right. still angels that are outside and that they could be the ones who would recreate the Nephilim And the Raphaim in the end time because they know their time is is short uh-huh. So we may not see the war part in heaven, but as they're cast down and as they're being chased down by the loyal angels led by Michael we could see that war above our uh, you know, our skies and in, 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 the spacious outside the earth. And that would be very, very similar to probably the wars that are depicted in the rig Vedas with all of these powerful weapons and things that happened in the skies that, that they wrote down in, in their religious history. And I think that might've been reflecting the first war, the first rebellion. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and that, <clears throat> that the fallen angels lost. And so they're going to be with us from there on, but I think we're going to see, you, you know, and they're going to need a cover story for what we're seeing above us if we're going to see right. any of that war. And then well, the ones the that they capture, way. they're going to need a cover story for that as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's been the big, uh, the big debate in the uh, non-Christian sort of New Age period. Um, Panspermia kind of community, the the alien community mm-hmm. is that like there are the the Pleiadians, the good a, the good aliens, you know, and then there are the the Greys or the uh, the ones from um, uh, what is it? There's there's some sort of Draconic star that uh, suppose so they've already laid the groundwork. But as Nick and I attest, all aliens are <laughs>
0: demons. That's right. You know, yeah, who cares, there are no right right. right. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, they're yeah.
1: all going to be you know, but they've yeah. laid that that masquerading groundwork already, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, there's going to be some sort of cosmic battle over the soul and fate of humanity. And, you know, it's, it's just like, whatever. No, uh, no, it's not, it's not yeah. gonna, it's not, if you're telling me it's aliens, <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Wayne and I are going to be in a cave somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. um, well, in fact, speaking of end times, mm-hmm. uh, we have, a little over a half hour left. So I want to make sure that Nick gets, I have so many questions I want to ask. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk about Lilith. I want to talk about Antarctica, Tartaria, the fall of Solomon, all this different stuff, Adrenochrome, um, Colossus and the Nephilim. But Nick had a really prescient one, a really relevant topical one that he, uh, yeah, light And we're both really interested in your opinion on this.
0: Well, in, in light of, uh, one world government, and what's yeah. coming in the battle yeah. between the a thousand points and China, of light yeah you know? all that that new world order that's coming i would be interested to know you know so like with the fall of the ruble and the decline of the us dollar which is the basically the reserve currency oh yeah the global uh, currency what are your thoughts about uh, a cryptocurrency becoming the currency of the the new world order or one world government have you ever I don't know if you've ever thought about it in the fallout of, I mean, this This isn't anything you write about in your book, I
2: realize. Because, you know, technology is advancing so fast. I mean, it's hard to know the end product of the mark of the beast. What we do know is it's still developing and all the technologies, whether or not it's quantum computing or it's AI and everything else that's, that's going on in the healthcare industry, that's going to be sort of merged together. Um, One has to have a uh, cashless society, as we said it in layman terms before, but there has to be one as we understand it, as we start to understand the technology now, that has to be able to work not only cashless, but within the digital world. But in a way, that's going to be capable of working with ai and quantum computing and fit into that whole level of technology and i think this this bitcoin has been allowed to develop to sort of work the bugs out before they take it over just as you see the Mm -hmm. biden government now Mm -hmm. talking about trying to move to control it where they never did before and and just this week yeah and then you have another branch that we need to be aware of so i think that's ultimately going to be part of that whole buy and sell part of it right that's going to be used down the road that's all interconnected into this greater b system that's going to be part of the implant mark system that that Mm -hmm. we're going to people are going to be asked to to receive but there's this, and you and you, you hear about it now, I mean, you have the SWIFT banking and you have the Swiss banking, but it's the SWIFT banking one that people are really focused on in terms of how the US monetary system sort of controls the world, which is sort of controlled still by the old money and the Swiss money in Switzerland, because all of the banking is there now, including the Rothschilds that moved there that, you know, uh, linked up with the uh, money that went there from the Templars and to the Hospitallers yep. or the Knights of St. John who were already there. And then the Vatican money, once they got a hold of the Vatican Bank through uh, the Jesuits and uh, the, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the uh, specific uh, order uh, that was uh, founded that took over, uh, anyways, it was Borgia. Uh, I'm trying to, I can't quite come up with the name of the order right now, but he was a descendant of one of the, several of the popes, right? And he's of royal bloodline. And he's the one who funds the Jesuits, who then becomes the third Grand Master in 1570, takes over the Jesuits. And then he and the king of Spain work together and they get control of the banking that they moved to Switzerland. So they got everything sort of there. That's still, you know, the modern banking that we know it today, even though they say it's a little bit more recent, it's got, right back to the time of uh, the Knights Templar when it was being set up there. But that's the SWIFT banking that has a lot of the US-based leverages to it, that you need the US and you need to have access to this. China has been working with Russia to set up a new system. They actually have a SWIFT system, but it's only about 20% as influential as the the current one that's used by most of the world. So when you hear the language of them setting up a new system so that the U.S. can't, doesn't have the ability and the Europeans don't have the ability to create such economic havoc, that's where this is, is really going to be heading. It'll be independent of anything that the West is going to be doing. That, again, could be part of that two legs of this empire that's being revived, that's going to happen, that's gonna end beyond the five toes on on, on each of the feet. So look more of that. And they want this, and particularly Xi wants this because he wants a larger role and to be the one calling the shots in the world. Sure. And he's gonna, I think he's gonna, he he may let Putin dangle for a while, but he's gonna ultimately save them through this system. And they've already got that limitless treaty and that oil is going to be shipped to China so they don't have to bring it in from other parts of the world so even if you shut it off which i don't you know don't necessarily disagree with but they've already got those markets already set up in the second largest economy in the world right so mm-hmm.
0: and you're going yeah. to see
2: more of that economic union and then as Xi advances, he's going to swallow up more countries that are going to be forced into his system. And then he's going to force Southeast Asia to be part of that. And that's why you see yeah. India standing on the sidelines right now uh, in terms of what's going on in, in the war mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, that's the uh, That's the interesting thing about it is that long-term projection of like, okay, if china and russia get in bed with each other Then this this could look like world war three but just economically if nothing else you know uh, america gets uh, western civilization gets put into a secondary or aux- auxiliary position
2: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, let's face it uh, the u.s cannot afford a war no over, we really can't oh, on, on, 30, on just 30, money anyway yeah over 30 trillion in debt and yeah. uh i mean who knows i mean what the uh, deficit's going to be on an annual basis um yeah they can't they can't afford another war. So they you know yeah. the policies yeah. uh, that were enacted uh, overzealously but intendedly, I think, to uh, create a debt level through um, the pestilence that's just happened um, mm-hmm. was intentional, yeah. well, absolutely, especially after
1: what happened with the election happened and then after that the first thing it gets done is the keystone pipeline gets shut down Mm -hmm. you know and then you -hmm. know what do we do we cut off you know buying oil from russia and you know we try to court venezuela but why would a lot of these countries want anything to do with us at this you know because we are in such a weakened position especially militarily
0: thanks brandon
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: well, that's good. yeah, that's right. And, and, and there's yeah. no need for the U.S. to be in this position. I mean, right. well, yeah. we all know that they uh, could be the world's largest producer of oil. And, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's gone from in one year from being a net exporter to a net importer. And they had to buy from Russia throughout the year funding mm-hmm. what was going on. And the government yeah. knowing they were funding what was going on and knowing that, russia what they were going to do and at the same time cutting off all of the arms that trump was providing um you know the oppressed nation that uh, is being talked about today and that even as it increased with with military uh, numbers around the borders that that uh, reinstatement of the supply of arms or reap you know producing more oil to be self-sufficient um was reenacted to, to start coming about. I mean, all of that is is you'd have to be an absolute village idiot, yeah. <laughs> which is plausible, I suppose, considering uh, who's yeah, running yeah. that country right now. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah. But I think it's by design that they knew this war was coming, yeah, and they created the scenario to uh, fund it and then and and i think they wanted the the the, the you know the destruction i think they wanted yeah. that i think it's about the new world order and they're just painting you know putin today because as as this madman because mm-hmm. he's not doing it in the way that they want but he was going to get some of this anyways they just don't want him to get all that he wants right yeah. they just want to right. sort of limit that and that's what it's really all about and it's how do you in, if, if we're going to be moving into this new world order that's envisioned by the European bloodlines that the U.S. has to be brought down a level significantly, how do you get there fast enough in the timetable that they want to bring it about in? You have to destroy the U.S. economy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. the the Russian economy is not going to be destroyed. It's just going to go elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll just shift. It, yeah. You know, the yeah. pieces just shift on the board
2: and then what i find really interesting is is how you have these uh, certain laboratories where you're creating pestilence opportunities uh, that's akin to what happened
0: in In another asian country
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and you don't do anything you don't do anything in all of the time that you get the buildup. I mean, even as late as March, but you could go back even earlier with that war in 2014 where they took yep. they took the Crimea. There, mm-hmm. there was nothing to prepare to get these scientific beasties that they've created out of that country yeah. to protect them. All of this is going on. I mean, why wouldn't yeah. you do that unless you didn't want to? I mean, right. It just it absolutely makes no sense other than that's what they wanted. Yeah. And so we'll have to see how this sort of all plays out. But, uh, I, you know, Russia gets what it gets, what it want, but in a more painful way that they're hoping is going to affect it down the road from expanding as far as they want to go. But it, But yeah. it won't help because they've got China backing them.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Hey, Gary, I have a question. I'm gonna yep. put it up here on the screen. It's from uh, Joey Payne, who just happens to be my mom, by the way. Shout out, Joey. so glad she's watching. It's awesome. <laughs> Miss you. She, uh, <laughs> like me, she's a big fan, and she, yeah. she always she enjoys was so our conversations. Excited when we told yeah, her, about that. Uh, her question is, "What do you think about Bill Gates' patent number?" The, the, oh, yeah. Which is so interesting when you look it up—the uh-huh. patent number 06556 application, having yep. to do with a Bitcoin technology that tracks whether you are a human or an AI doing the activity.
2: Wow. Yeah, they I they brought they, they they broadcast who they are, what they're all about, and their intentions yeah. all the way through. Telegraphing, yeah. yeah. You know important. there was uh, as you know I write in, in in the book, and it's kind of a little bit ancient right now, but there was a company called Mondax um who was really a force for moving to chip technology and the credit cards and the cashless society and of course they chose an address in new york city i can't remember the name of the street of the number of the street but their address was 666 i mean of course it was why they, not they broadcast yeah. it all over the place just like uh-huh. any any of the companies or iconology and their names are usually yeah.
1: rooted in it's the like when all the somewhere. rappers yeah. do this yeah. you know when they all yeah. hold their you know yeah it's it's broadcast all the time well and that chip technology you know you wouldn't think you know i bet when social security numbers came out everybody was pretty intense about the mark of the beast thing Mm -hmm. because it's like you couldn't do a lot and then the barcodes came out and people were upset over that yeah, like and, that, and, and, and the
2: three bars that are missing are, you know, that aren't numbered are six, six and six, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I've
1: heard of mm-hmm. them before. Yeah. And, and, and uh, just sort of, sort of, I'll just interrupt yeah. you
2: just for a second. So yeah, you have yeah. to understand the beast system and the beast empires. They're ready at whatever level of technology to implement their system. Right. So yeah. if it had, if it, they had found a way to bring about the end time in the 80s, they still would have had the same type of numerals and, Geomancy mm-hmm. involved that this higher tech stuff geomancy. will have. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: dude, geomancy—that's
0: such a
2: perfect word for it.
0: And uh, yeah, tying into that, Brian Tucker says uh, that that Gates was quoted as saying, "We can control the population through vaccines."
2: Yeah, well, yeah. first as they a part of one of those
0: tools that they have ready to go to. Yeah,
2: through through as Davos said, in, I think 2017, they wanted that through an implant system that would self-medicate yes. everybody. Oh, but they, yeah,
0: sign me up, please.
2: But that <laughs> makes sense when you look at the word sorceries in the Book of Revelations, which is the uh, Greek word pharmakia. It's actually pharmakia, yeah, yeah and pharmakos. But um, I mean, that is the how they're going to medicate people to a certain degree through a digital system, which we have the not that mark system in place yet, or. Um, the technology of medication with the MRNA, but it's a digital messaging type of system that is still developing that would be part of that down the road, which would merge into that whole digital chip system that we're talking with all those other technologies we're talking about uh, a little earlier and that people will demand that for better health and longer life. And they imagined right. the chip in 2017, they said the chip system will come through the delivery system of healthcare.
1: Oh my gosh. Which and is why health has sense. been given yeah. so much authority over our lives. Mm-hmm. Now,
2: yeah. sorceries or pharmakia can also mean a spell, as a, a magic spell, as right. you take that out of its, its etymology. And it it also means drugs, both legal and illegal. So it can also be part of all of the pharmaceutical drugs uh, as well. And that word sorceries is there for a reason in the King James Version Bible. So the secret societies who created the Royal Society, which were the Freemasons and the Rosicrucians, that is the center of all scientific development and education outside the church in the West today, uh, called themselves the last of the sorcerers and the first of the scientists. Oh, wow. And wow. that word as it's used wow. in Revelation 18.23, if I've got the verse correct, is is through these sorceries does Babylon seduce and deceive the world.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. The, uh, the Either way, it's fallen angel technology. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Nephilim culture. Yeah. You know? Um, well, that's... Uh, that's the frightening thing about it is, you know, it, and they've been pushing for this. Like you say, if they could have done this back in the 80s, they would have done it. And I remember yep. reading I was into End Times Prophecy back when I was such a like weird little dork. I, <laughs> when I was in like early high school in eighth grade, I used to read these books, you know, I would get them from like Lifeway. And um, I remember they talked about uh, one of the things they talked about, because this was like during the Gulf War, the first Gulf War was uh when they first started implanting um little chips into yep. dogs you know and then and now like just last week i saw a video where a lady had a chip implanted in a wrist that would mm-hmm. allow her to unlock her yep. the door to her house unlock yep. the bathroom unlock the nightstand and yep. i'm just like does no one connect the dots
2: well here? now go back and again like i say things are always developing but um and they're ready all the time if the opportunity comes but the mondax company i talked about is is they were intent that this chip system that they were developing for the credit cards um, would at some point in time not serve its proper purpose because of security issues that it would have to become an implant no kidding yes and they found through their research that based on the technology that they had at the time, that the best location for security and application and protected was either in your right hand or your forehead.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, I remember seeing something about that with the whole Luciferase yep. uh, aspect, the guy who invented uh, the Luciferase angle of, uh, of the jab, talking about how that same thing, that it would have to be implanted in your right hand or in your forehead for the most. And you know what? It Again, they laid the groundwork for all this years or decades in advance. Uh The temperature checks, you know, back when back when the Wuhan flu first mm-hmm. kicked off, you mm-hmm. know, uh everywhere you went, you'd have to, you know, have a temperature check, especially like at the dentist. And I used to tell them like all the time, like, listen, I've been shot at. So like you put anything like a gun in my head, like I'll put, I don't yeah, yeah. play the
0: game. Yeah. You know, and so the alternative it's got that unnerving feeling.
1: It really. Well, it's like cattle, you know, how, yeah. like they they euthanize cattle with the air gun. You know, like mm-hmm. that's how it makes you feel. It's yeah. the the medical world is so dehumanizing now because yeah. of this. It's such a psyop. like, Gary, I'll tell you, I, I think we may have mentioned it before. But when um, as a quick aside, when the first case hit Williamson County, where we live, Uh, I was working a security job and they had a hard time. They were at the moment. They had not enough bottled water for this performance, for the show that they were going to do. It was at a theater. And uh, so they were already kind of out looking for bottled water. And within an hour of that, of them finding out on the radio that the first case had broken uh, in uh, Williamson County, you couldn't find water anywhere. And I remember getting this sick feeling in my stomach, like, this, I remember thinking, literally thinking the words, this feels like witchcraft. This feels yep. like some sort of hex, some sort of spell that has been cast over people. Because it's it's something other than just, because mass psychosis can happen. Yeah, sure. Yes. But it's something other. There's something nefariously supernatural that's going on with this sort of thing. And that temperature yep. thing, they'll do it on your head or they'll do it yep. on your wrist somewhere. Anyway,
2: yeah, they, they accomplished so much in preparation for world government and world yeah. religion through this last pestilence and yeah, pushed the boundaries, learned everything they could do. I mean, you saw what happened in Canada with the War Measures Act that didn't hit their threshold for uh, having it in, but the whole left voted for it in Canada, so it be- became ability. And then they started to seize, you know, GoFundMe and the other a place they they seized I don't know something like 400 bank accounts uh, oh, people right. can't have they took their driver's licenses away they were taking their trucks away they were losing their ability to work completely yeah. um, and most people didn't object
1: that's the scary thing
2: that's it the happened, scary thing
1: it happened here with cash you talk about a cashless society you remember in the first probably, what was it, six to eight months of, yep. of the pestilence breaking out, uh, all of a sudden um, gas stations and grocery stores and stuff weren't giving you change back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you were discouraged. There were a lot of articles that went mm-hmm. out that discouraged you from using cash because yep. supposedly it would, uh, you know, transmit the, the virus. Yeah. It's just, of course, of yep. course, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, use your credit cards that if Bank of America
2: decides they don't like your Twitter feed, they can't, you know... And uh, the big thing that uh, they're pulling their information on as to where they are at right now is is they weren't aggressive enough and they need to uh, learn from the mistakes that they made so that they could be more totalitarian the next school year, you know, how to do it. <laughs> right? So, uh,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, right. They didn't, they didn't quite do it. They didn't pull it off right? <laughs> just
2: perfectly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you more related to uh, AI and Web 3.0 and everything that's coming to us on that end. Uh, and how it might tie into all this what are your and again this is not something that uh, this is a bit of a curveball question i just want your opinion
1: yeah i'm sorry gary we had a list it's just so, <laughs> it's, so it's so
0: great talking to you because i love your perspective yeah. uh I what hope are you're okay with that yeah, what, yeah what, what are your thoughts on the metaverse
1: oh yeah yeah is that part of nephilim culture too you well think sure that? it is just sure it is of the human yeah. body
2: yeah, so, so the metaverse is this whole matrix system that they're talking about, right? That's based on uh, sacred science and sacred geometry, sacred math, uh, advanced technology. And this is the world that they're trying to bring in. And they believe in polytheism that the world is a computer matrix, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. this is a projection and the whole world is based on this, this uh, geomancy um, um, that, and the codes that they have. You, yeah, you need to look past beyond like being a diviner and stuff like that and into the mathematical parts of the geomancy as you, you dig into that. And that um, if, if we understand that that's what they're trying to do and we see these things like a virtual world, they're just trying to recreate what they think is already here as a virtual world right Mm -hmm. and that this is
1: control and they're gods of
2: Mm -hmm. you know because they ain't going to be in it
1: yeah yeah well they that they control i mean that's the big thing of uh of ai and you know uh, silicon-based life forms versus carbon-based life forms is that god created those but we want to be god you
2: know right so mm-hmm. what was the question again because i, I kind oh of got... i'm sorry yeah that no, was no that it's, just, it's just it's
0: just your opinion on the metaverse and you
2: know. yeah so that that's what i was looking for i couldn't quite get that in. And and so when we look at how they named it, it it will tell you something and that it is a short version it might be an acronym yeah. of some sort but that's not how they always work so like cern they say is an anachronism but it's actually, Cern was the god, um, which is a pan type of god, an Azazel type of god, satyr god, as at least in the degraded vo- uh, form in the Etruscan pantheon, which was there before Rome, right? Or right. Cernunos, which is the same god in the Druidic pantheon. So that's not an acronym, it's the name of a god, and it's the name of yeah. the destroyer like god, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Azazel is. And uh, bad napoleon mm-hmm. so when we look at meta mm-hmm. i would look into metatron and metatron
0: oh, yeah. is uh
2: the uh, the enoch son of cain in the third book of enoch who raises himself up to be an angel-like status and even to the son of god-like status through the knowledge that he developed and his name was nick changed to metatron once he became at that level. And Metatron is the name of the spirit that is guiding a lot of the scientists and the people that are working uh, on a lot of this digital technology and providing the things that they need to develop it. So anytime you see Meta, you need to be thinking in terms of the Nephilim fallen angel technology and knowledge, just as you've been talking about, because they're gonna label it. So when, even when um, Facebook changes their group company name to the meta, yeah, that is what he's telling us is is he's positioning his social media and his corporate oligarchical uh, company is going to be part of that system that's coming, the beast system, and it's going to be a major part that it. they call the metaverse.
0: I know it. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: There's nothing new under the sun. Mm. You know, all that all that is has come before.
0: And it's amazing to telegraph, you know, I think they telegraph because right. they know that the people who call them out on it are going to be just they're just going to be labeled as yeah, we'll be labeled as religious kooks, well, kooks well, conspiracy theorists, so forth. Yeah. Well, and it'll well, only cons- further validate what they're, what yeah, they're doing.
2: And, and it works because what they have been doing and what they intend to bring about is of such a scale of such complex nature of so many different parts that most rational people would, you know, rightfully just say, that's not, that, that's crazy talk. Nothing that big could be that secret. And they're right. They don't even try and keep a secret or they hide it in plain sight. Inside. And they know that people have been brainwashed because they've been preparing them, that they know that they won't even have a clue What's coming at them? Even though they told us,
1: you're right. Yeah, yep. they warned us. Yep, that's how they do it. They mm. they warn you every time, and the all the all the answers are there. You know the the telegraphs are there. They're just all encoded, or they're slightly esoteric, or they're sometimes pretty blatant. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, media. You know, yeah. I mean, we use the term media all the time. That was a goddess. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but everybody's got. You know, everybody has a day job. Most people have kids, you know, it's just they don't have time to do this. And that's they're banking on that lackadaisical, you know, attitude towards yeah. all of this. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: And yeah. and the media is, do, you know, they're playing their part perfectly, particularly yeah. with, the, with the current war that's going on. And all of the focus is on Russia right yeah. now. And there's no focus on China, who is yeah. the one that is making it happen right yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and there's no there's nothing and he's watching it strategically because they play things from a lot higher level than the village idiots running our countries these days lately <laughs> in the last the few years brains. <laughs> yeah that yeah. they're watching everything that is happening for their plays to come so they get a chance yeah. to see how they should do it and they'll do it better than what Putin has been doing well,
1: and that's the that's the fascinating like psyop aspect of what's happening over there right now is that you know <clears throat> here's one little country that and it's not little here's one country that had no real bearing on most people's lives it, it really doesn't matter um, for most people but man if you look at social media. If you look at them, you know, mm-hmm. the news, if you look at anything on TV, it's all stand with those guys, support those guys, protect those guys. And then they vilify the other side, but yet they ignore the fact that they're it's far more complicated. Than that. I mean, there were yeah. bio labs that they were going after. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been a civil war for the past, what, probably 10 years now. And, and yeah, and the people since 2014, the Minsk Treaty was violated by the puppet government that was set up It yeah. just. And the it's, majority
0: of the people in in the assaulting country, the offending country, mm-hmm. you know, they're destitute now. They don't want what's going on, but yep. they're being vilified. Right. Yeah. they're being vilified on in, Facebook, on Facebook in sports. Did you see that, Gary? That you know, yeah. and they're Facebook like, about, yeah. "We didn't want to do this." Yeah, we feel, you know.
1: Yeah. Now they know how we feel. <laughs> now <laughs> they <laughs> know how the American <laughs> conservative <laughs> feels like. like yeah. I know it's not my <laughs> fault. And we, well, and we, and and,
2: and, and, and take the two examples of the catastrophes yeah one that begins in china one that begins in russia you yeah. can't speak against or do anything to the chinese people wise media wise yeah oh but yeah you can do Just anything yeah against against the russians and that's why when you see yes. that much unanimity and yes. focus You have to start asking critical questions about the disinformation that we know our fake news provides us every day. They lie all the time. So we have to be able to weed through what's going on there. And This whole idea, you know, that the president says, well, I knew um, sanctions weren't going to work anyways. (laughs) Well, that's not what he said before, but they knew. And they didn't do anything to stop this beforehand. They were just trying to, I guess, I, I think, poke them in the eye to get them to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, shortly before um, the war happens, you have the vice president going over there uh, and working on, you know, the policy of the White House saying, you, you know, yeah, we want Ukraine to join NATO. I mean, could you poke the bear anymore, so to speak? Too. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah mean, and they have been yeah. poking the bear for the better part of, I think, five or six years now uh stacking their troops over there that's why all that conflict is taking place on the eastern side
2: yeah you know so and it's just, yeah and 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 now this poking of the bear that's saying that well we would let the ukraine into the eec that i mean that's not going to happen that's just right. that's just making uh everything justified in putin's mind and i'm not defending putin in any way i mean he should not be invading countries he's an evil but you know what <laughs> We got the same type of people running our governments. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, because
1: it it kind of is a puppet government set up by the Western controlling powers. And, you know, I, and I've heard a bunch of crazy. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say crazy because I kind of believe them. But uh, a bunch of <laughs> esoteric uh, stuff about, you know, Ukraine being like. The uh, the sex trafficking hub of Eastern mm-hmm. Europe yep. mm-hmm. and uh, billionaires' playground. Billionaires' playground plays into that whole Adrenochrome cabal kind yeah, of thing, sure.
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: And um, and then it's a government set up by the Western banking syndicate powers, you know, that uh, violated their own treaty from 2014, mm-hmm. and um, and then it was a host to a bunch of bio labs, many of which were apparently mobile that have been yeah. being hit. So, and I don't know how true any of that stuff is. I kind of hold that in an open hand, you know, because uh, I can't verify it. Well,
2: what we do know, according to, uh, what's her name? Is it Ruland, Victoria Newland, Newland, uh, who testified before the Senate committee this week is, is that there are those bio labs there yeah. and that they are very fearful of what happens if they fall into the Russian hands. But yet these are the people that did nothing to protect them or safeguard them or get that stuff out beforehand when they had lots of time. So we know they're there. They're saying that they didn't create it. They're not saying that They didn't fund it or they didn't set up shell companies that funded it. You know, we've seen that sort of MO on other uh, biological developments that could cause Uh the extinction of humankind. But that's, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. it seems to be the same sort of MO. So we know they're real. We just don't know how dangerous they are. But if she is that fearful, I wonder what Frankenstein things that they developed in there. because They didn't destroy them. The scientists, as the head of the agency over these biological uh, departments in in the government, said in the U.S. that scientists do what scientists do. They froze them, they kept them, and they do what scientists do. They were manipulating them just as one other virus that we know about.
1: Yeah, they Mm -hmm. were, and and supposedly trying to develop something new that was based off of the uh, bubonic plague. Mm-hmm. according to according to what I read. And apparently the Russian forces are, again, this is apocryphal, this is what I've heard, so it's just rumor, but the Russian forces are trying to eliminate those bio-labs as opposed to seizing them. Now, how true that is, I can't verify yeah.
2: one way or the other. I'm not convinced of them because they took over those labs from the Russians.
1: Oh, yeah. Wasn't Chernobyl... Um, was Chernobyl one of them, or was Chernobyl supposedly like one of the sex trafficking... Uh, conduits do you have any information about that
2: in terms of a biolab being there yeah in terms of biolab well yeah. no, no, no thing i know about chernobyl is that it was a nuclear accident that sure. was there yeah. right but yeah. but again i mean it's under it was under the soviet union uh yeah. they had i mean dozens and dozens of these locations all over the ukraine at the time and chernobyl would be Uh, You know, an apropos place that would be sort of fitting into locating things that were sort of where you could have, um, you know, a number of scientists working on a number of different things and, and sort of set areas right because it's more efficient yeah. to do that so it would make sense i don't have anything any evidence to suggest that there was one specifically there but i would not be surprised i would expect that there would be you know some um, biological developments that was that were going on there mm-hmm.
1: yeah um do you want to I, I i'm so. done i'm
2: done with questions All no right. i yeah yeah because yeah i want to move on
1: to yours oh, okay yeah well um so where do you think it goes? And we're we're probably like right at the two hour mark, so I don't want to okay. take up too much of your time, Gary, but but we'll take you for as long as we can have. You. Absolutely. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Part. So um, maybe this should be like uh, unless you say you have more time, maybe this should be like a good parting question for sure. you yep. uh, for now. Yep. Where do you, if anywhere, see this going uh, with what we're looking at with world events right
2: now in the near future? More, more of the same, Yeah. Um, learning from what happens here. uh, We're in the shuffling of creating the groups of nations. We're in the period, if we're in the fig tree generation, that we're going to see more pestilence. We're going to see more famine. We're going to see more wars and rumors of war. And it's going to set up a period of time and look for this, that there's going to need to be the true false prophets come on to the scene and these are going to be stronger and more religious in nature to the apocalyptic prophecies that we get with the uh, sorcerers within science that we have today predicting apocalypse by global warming apocalypse by this but it'll be In that apocalyptic theme to drive people into and cattle herd them into the arms of the globalists and into world government and a world religion. But it's going to require targeting these birth pangs or sorrows as coming together and working in unanimity in a way that they're going to predict them. By false prophets and saying if you do not convert and if you do not do these things that will bring about the new babel Yeah We're going to destroy ourselves from the face of the earth So I don't know from how many different angles this is going to come from But what I do know is if you look at medjugorje and i'm not sure if you're familiar with medjugorje or not and the mary apparitions um, Mm -hmm. But those six that were initiated in the 90s were given A specific date to come out on and they have 10 apocalyptic prophecies that will get stronger as they go and they will they will come out and say if the world doesn't convert to the one true religion this disaster is going to happen and if you don't convert by the time the tenth comes the whole world will be destroyed and they're going to drive people into this religion Through fear. Now there has to be some more changes that would come if it comes up through the Roman Catholic religion, which uh, you know I don't know whether you're aware of. In about 2017, Francis took control over the whole Medjugorje uh, scenario and situation and recognized uh, officially a number of the apparitions and uh, is overseeing all of that. So one would expect that that's going to come out. That doesn't mean there won't be false prophets from other religions and stuff that are coming out, but Mm -hmm. expect that type of pattern so that this one true religion that's going to come out is going to be able to reel in the whole world to convert to that religion and and have Mm -hmm. an umbrella type of basis uh, uh, about it. So you can have different denominations, so to speak, but the one religion that's not going to be permitted, Will be christianity. christianity i noticed that
1: when i worked at uh I had, I had a office job a corporate office job and i noticed it well pretty much any in any group setting that was secular you can part of the new age system you can mention any deity or any religion or holy text yep. you want but if you start quoting from the bible or if you mention jesus People get really uncomfortable mm-hmm. if they're non well, that's what secular means. It means non-Christian. Non-Christian. Yeah. And so, right. Yeah. So exactly what you say is that New Age thought process, everything but Christianity.
2: Yeah. And so they, they will um, try and discredit and de-deify Jesus. They will want yep. a remnant of Christianity that is going to fit into the polytheist uh, religion. Expect yep. them to hit monotheism at the Moses level because it connects into islam judaism and christianity and they're going to say he was a polytheist from heliopolis and that was the true religion that went rogue expect that uh-huh. as part of yeah. what is going to come um i would also expect that they are they will continue with what they tried to do with paul at the time of the the gospels as being the heretic and the evil liar that comes out of the dead sea scrolls uh, they, they're going to basically say he's a heretic and that only his writings take Jesus to God-like status, although that's not true as you understand and read the four gospels, but they'll yeah. also eliminate the book of John as well because they hate that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then yeah. re- and al- re-allegorize through allegorical meanings uh, what's written in the Bible so it fits in with, with polytheism. So there's a lot of things that sort of need to come together, but things come together quickly when you get those false prophets. That are going to come about that mm-hmm. is going to bring that universal religion about and mm-hmm. through all these other catastrophes that they're predicting will be the glue that establishes those ten kings, those ten groups of nations for the new Atlantis, for the new age that they want to bring about. Wow. Well, you know, I
0: last time we talked, and this is kind of just a little bit off topic. Last time we talked and this time, I know jonathan's been wanting to ask you a question about lilith i think oh yeah and i know last time we didn't get to yeah. it and i don't want this time to get by enough no no to we because to, this is really well, interesting
1: i mean i i'm just curious about that <laughs> i would like to at some point have you expound upon lilith you know as um whatever you have to say about her because there is a a great chapter in your book about lilith yep. Genesis Six conspiracy has a fascinating chapter about Lilith mentioned once it seems biblically and then uh but yet has remained part of the cultural zeitgeist and has become such a popular thing so uh, i she was a character in one in a couple of the angel novels which by the way after your second book comes out i think i'm gonna have to rewrite all seven of the heavenly (laughs) realms novels in order to find a more accurate cosmology you know but but yeah, uh, but yeah I, she was one of the topics that I did want to ask you about at some point. So
2: well, um, she I mean it is an important um, goddess figure, right? She's yeah. um, I, I look at her more of almost a demigod um, in terms of the research that I've done on her, and through the lineage of Tiamat, which is a leviathan dragon type character of the parent yes. gods. So from that aspect, could be a uh, um not a demigod, but an offspring god. You could look at it from the gods that are that Lilith is created. And she's also called the Queen of Heaven, which is the really sort of um, nexus point where it comes into Are you guys still there? We're we're still yeah, here. Okay, we're still just here. Lost your camera. yeah Sorry, we're
1: yeah, we're changing cameras. We're
2: switching over cameras right on right us. Now. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so if we, we understand that that Mary apparition is called the Queen of Heaven yeah yep. and we understand the queen of heaven is in the bible as being like the asteroth gods uh, and called in 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 the book of jeremiah this is the mother yeah. goddess aspect that's going to have to come back as part of this dual religion that has a god and a goddess in that old infrastructure mm-hmm. so that part of the duality's got to be coming back and uh, you know, the Sibylline prophecies that are, came on Palatine Hill, one of the mm-hmm. seven hills of Rome, um, and they considered their uh, goddess as the queen of heaven as well. There, you get this imagery that sort of, and I'm just yeah. sort of doing this quickly because it's a fairly long topic, but you get this imagery that is coming about uh that is going to sort of resurface as part of this babel religion that's coming back and who is represented in revelation 12 as the description that those six children saw in their apparitions as is a similar description to the other mary visions and all the mary visions from joan of arc to ignatius of loyola to you know fatima it's it's all a very very similar Description and remember, we have a woman that is riding the beast empire, which is the end time mystery religion. Because the mother goddess was actually thought in ancient times to be as important or more important than the male god. It right. was not only the fertility goddess and a war goddess, right? And yeah. sort Athena. of a, 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 a yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So ISIS, we need, Ishtar. we need. We, we need to be aware of that Queen of Heaven aspect that uh, is going to become more prominent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so awesome. I really want to touch on that uh, more next time we're able to talk because it seems like there is such a uh, a corollary between Lilith mm-hmm. and then this, this feminine divine concept that is, you know, and whether that's the horror of Babylon or whether what that is exactly, it just seems to be this, um, this thing meant to lead people astray. You know. Yeah,
2: and 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 known in Gnosticism as Sophia, and wisdom. Sophia,
1: that's right. Yeah,
2: and yeah. of course you see that coming up with AI and artificial intelligence and names and things oh, like that. Oh, that's right. Important. Yeah, uh-huh. so yeah, Siri. expect mm-hmm. so you have you, you have that Queen of Heaven that shows up in all the polytheist cultures around the world, and it's yeah. been created within Christianity to be accepted, just as Mary Magdalene is thought to be sort of an allegorical queen of heaven as well uh-huh. and uh, is the one that is you know uh, the gothic cathedrals was named after and of course in gnosticism she's the one who marries jesus because uh, mm. jesus doesn't die on the cross and that's one of the ways that i think they're mm. going to de-deify jesus and created an offspring that goes into you know the camelot dynasties Um, Mm -hmm. through Joseph of Aramea taking Josephes, the third son over there, and then there's an intermarriage between uh, Aragon of the Camelot dynasties, uh, who's a descendant of Josephes, and uh, Aminabad of the Merovingian dynasty that ennobles that dynasty into those Nephilim bloodlines, and with tuatha the dinan dynasties of Camelot, the shining city on a hill um it is uh you know the the bloodlines of of the of the um grail dynasties and those are the bloodlines that uh extend out of dagobert the last survivor of the merovingians whom (laughs) i know this is long here to pay on (laughs) Uh, Godfrey de Bouillon and Anjou, all of the Lorraine region, that take their bloodlines back to to Dagobert, who has those genealogies, and of course it's the Anjou that kept the uh, King of Jerusalem title crowned to them in 1118, uh, which they want to take as a title at the Abomination, and that passed down eventually through Hungary and then back into the Lorraine region over to the Habsburg-Lorraine dynasty currently rests with the Bourbon family, which is the bloodline of uh, the kings of France and King uh, Philippe, son of Juan Carlos, who has the king of Jerusalem title today. But within the Anjou bloodline, there's some rivals to the king of Jerusalem hmm. title. So one shouldn't be too surprised about that. But For for your next book, you should have...
0: Um Some yeah, an Illustrator, create oh, a some, chart? like a, a Claren- tree, like, like Clarence Larkin, like did a for blood, the li- yeah, bloodline, oh. like oh. timeline, like family. Oh, that'd be
2: so cool. Yeah, it'd be Man. so huge, though. I'd buy it. I'll pay for it. It'd be huge. It'd be a book. It'd be a book of genealogies, and I don't know if yeah. you get it all it into one. And it, it gets and-, and it gets so wide through the generations, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then the intermarrying of the different bloodlines and the scioning that they do mm-hmm. to. But yeah, well, it, people have said that, but it's, it it's a project that is so large that, yeah.
1: Dude, that could be your third book. No, maybe it's yeah. your third book. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, I, I was looking it up as you were talking because I actually was listening to you on the Rima Fey podcast. You had oh, yeah. an interview yep. there yep. about King Arthur and, yep. um, you know, and, and, uh, also, some parallels with Lord of the Rings and Tolkien and stuff. That's a yeah. that was an excellent interview. That was really fun to listen to because and we had talked about a little bit of that in the past, but yeah. to hear you do a deep dive on, you know, Lord of the Rings and the antediluvian yeah. parallels and how it ties into the bloodlines and King Arthur and all that stuff is. It's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. So, um, man, Gary, this has been awesome dude thank you this is is this, this has been fun is this interview two or interview three i've lost this is the third this is the third, third interview, yeah. interview right yep. yeah yep. that's yeah. right man they are so much fun we always are first of all we're very honored that you would come on and we always enjoy talking to you and uh, brian
0: tucker says gary is a saint i agree <laughs> thank you brian <laughs> right.
1: yeah we had some good comments too i want to yeah. thank uh, brian tucker uh, Pam Wachowski, uh, Heather Ann, and Joey Payne. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Joey. Yep. She's awesome. Yep. And um, Gary, uh, people can find you at the Genesis6conspiracy.com, correct? Yep. And yes. then... Uh you're on Twitter as well is that correct?
2: Yeah, I'm not active on Twitter yet. Okay. Um I used to be but not anymore because for obvious reasons I'm not right. happy with them. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> just on uh, Facebook on my timeline and uh, on Messenger that's the only social media I have. I'm hoping things come a little bit more clear where I should be active on but i don't want to add more work for something that i'm not going to be you know totally understood doing for a long period of time so hopefully yep. by the time the book comes out i'll make some clear decisions on that
1: and where's the best it would uh, facebook be the best place to follow you for that or do you have uh, an email that people can sign up for like there's an
2: email on the website so um <laughs> either place messenger or uh on my timeline or um, Perfect. there's a group that's got my name on it. I try and check in two or three times a week and answer questions and stuff there, uh, or on the email on my website, but, awesome. uh, I will get back to you. It just may not be in the first couple of days. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, Hey man, you're busy yeah. and there's a yeah, lot man. of research that you are always doing. Can't wait for your second book to come out. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wayne, the, the master of the mythological, you know, the, uh, the, how would you put it? The, um, the mighty man of, you know, the Nephilim culture destruction. (laughs) Taking down down Nephilim culture, you know, one one giant at a time.
0: Um, The illuminator of all that is behind the curtain.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary, thank you, man. This has been so awesome. I would love to talk to you again sometime. Yep. and uh, we always enjoy our time with you even though Absolutely. we went a little bit over i appreciate you indulging
2: us so. yeah <laughs> terrific it's been fun hopefully i made some sense for the for the audience today <laughs>
0: oh
1: dude this was so awesome i can't yeah i can't wait to see how nick like breaks all these up and yeah you know, oh i've got i've these got a dozen
0: fun. i've got a dozen different things that i'll i'll chop this video up into different segments yeah but uh but this has been great yeah. this has been really fun i got another awesome. two almost two and a half hours with gary wayne This has made my month. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah,
1: it's fine. I'm telling you, man, (laughs) come down to Tennessee. You know, it's, it's, it gets pretty warm. We'll take shooting, you know. Yeah. We got a bunch of guns. You know, absolutely. It'll be great. (laughs) All right, Gary. Well, everybody, thank you again. Thanks again, Gary. Have a great evening.
0: All right. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We'd love it if you'd share this podcast with a friend of yours. That's the best way you can support us. Also, give us five stars and subscribe. Man, we really appreciate you listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.